Hello. Welcome to An Unknown Adventure, podcast number 39. I'm your host, Kimberly Ann, and today is part two with Manisha Singh, who hitchhiked through South America, and we talk about that, although we talked about that a lot more on episode one, but we talk about other experiences that she's had traveling and just all sorts of stuff, traveling solo, traveling as a woman, and beyond that, traveling with other people, and just so much, so much, so much stuff. So here I am on day 13 of van life, and I can say that so far I kind of hate it. I'm sure my feelings will change eventually, and I hope that they will, but right now I am not a fan. The positives. I am much more organized thanks to the container store, no affiliation, and thanks to getting out of Portland. I found it very difficult to do van life in a major city because of the homeless and the traffic. And in Portland, there was heat wave. So I could never open my back doors and organize my garage. It was just near impossible. I did end up doing that in the parking lot of the container store. And even then, it was pretty weird. After my first night on the actual road after leaving Portland, where I was parked at the Blue Heron Cheese Factory in Tillamook, which is Tillamook. It's spelled Tillamook, but it's pronounced Tillamook, which confuses me. The cheesecake, cheesecake, the the cheese factory, Blue Heron Cheese Factory is a fantastic and free place to park. And I was able to completely unload my garage, organize and reload it. I'm also finding that I have so much stuff to give away. I definitely brought way too much. I've made three Goodwill runs so far, and I still have another box, but there's nowhere to dump it on the coast of Oregon. I can't find a Goodwill. So I did get back into my meditation exercise and work schedule just yesterday, which has been really helpful and important to me. But since I hadn't exercised in so long, about six weeks, I had to start all over again. I've lost half the muscle in my arms and I had to start from the beginning with, you know, very basic things. And even though my strength had been pretty dang good, it's not so good anymore, but that's okay because it's better than not starting at all. What I don't like so far about van life is that the people that I've met are not friendly, or I haven't really even met them, but the people that I've tried to meet are not friendly. And I realize I've had a lot of false expectations. I did think that there was a huge van life community, and I had assumed that if I saw another van lifer, they would be open to talking and just nice, and that's not been the case. So for two days, I was parked next to four different vans, And I tried to engage each of the people in them, but they were not interested. I smiled, I waved, I walked toward people smiling, and I got dirty looks or ignored. And zero people returned my eye contact, or they jumped back into their vans to avoid interacting with me. Now, I get that people are leery, or maybe introverts, or maybe they're afraid, but I'm a tiny little older woman who's very unassuming and quite friendly. Anyway, it's been really sad for me. I love people. I definitely have zero problem being alone, but I really like connecting with other people. So here I am on week two of van life, and I'm just wishing that I could meet other people. And I think I'm just going to have to give that up. So yes, I have no problem being alone. I've 
basically been alone for years, but I would love to connect with and talk to other people specifically who are living this lifestyle. And maybe I will at some point, but if the last two weeks are any indication, maybe not. And I'll just have to make it a point to keep visiting friends and meet people through Boondockers Welcome. I did stay with an amazing couple on Boondockers Welcome, and they were just so just so nice and friendly and accommodating and that might just be what I have to do from now on to even talk to anybody in the travel community. I would do that now but there aren't any options on the coast to stay with people. So that is where I currently am on the Oregon coast but I have not explored it yet. I've been holed up at a few different places. I'm trying to regroup. In a couple of days I plan to explore more and head south down the coast and then east to southern Colorado, where I get to meet my writing coach. I'm very excited about that because he's been my coach for almost two years now, and we've never met in person. Now, I'm not sure when I'll be hitting New Mexico, and if it's snowing, I will have to skip it and go to Arizona or somewhere else instead. But as now, as of now, I have a fun route planned with lots of driving, and I'll see how that feels, and I'll see if I'm able to keep up my work-slash-exercise schedule with the driving. I find that if I drive around 4 p.m., I can get my work done in the mornings, but since I've been driving west, it does mean that the sun is in my eyes. And with a filthy windshield, that has been challenging. Unfortunately, I am too short to clean it. But heading east should solve the sun-in-my-eyes problem. I would also love to know where I could wash my van. So if there's anyone listening that lives van life and knows or has an idea of how and where I can wash the van, please let me know. So yeah, right now I hate van life and that's just the way it is, but I am not giving up yet. I would love any kind of interaction with anybody else in this lifestyle, really. I would so much appreciate it and be so grateful. And that's pretty much all I have. But thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. I would ask you guys to share the podcast and follow me on Instagram. I had to make a new account, long story, and follow my blog or my YouTube channel, although I'm not really posting there very often. Um, but I will not be doing this podcast after a few more months because I am not really seeing many downloads. I will keep producing the podcast for a few more months to finish out the interviews that I already have in the can. But if I don't gain more traction, I'll stop doing this and focus on my fiction writing instead. So if you want me to keep doing this, uh, please tell your friends and share a podcast with people and review it. That helps the podcast in the algorithm so more people can find it and so on and so forth. You guys know the drill. So now it's time for part two of the interview with Manisha Singh. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And then have you done any through hike? So there's, there's, especially in Europe. In the U.S. where you go, you start from one place and then you you hike all the way through to another place. Yeah. No, actually, most of my hikes have been those loops. Mm-hmm. So I've not done a through hike. I One of the things that I wanted to do when COVID was not even a conversation, but I knew that six months later I would have savings and I would have time. 
I was planning to go do the Camino de Santiago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, trip. But it's only, but it's only thirty day hike, so it's not much. But I was looking forward to doing that. <laughs> I have to laugh because you're like, it's only like a thirty day hike. That's a really <laughs> long hike. Okay, I'm. Reading, <laughs> that's true. I'm reading a book. There's a couple books by women that hike okay. the Camino solo, and so I'm reading one of them. Oh, right now. Yeah. oh nice. Uh, but Camino is supposed to be, you know, it's a spiritual journey, so it's not hardcore like PCT or epilation. But it's still in the heat, and everybody seems to get like these horrible blisters, and they all get tendonitis. And even though mm-hmm. it's not like a super difficult hike, there's like people in their seventies doing it. It's yeah. still not yeah. an easy hike. That's true. Yeah, even though I said it, it's only <laughs> it's only a month long, but actually a month of just walking every single day can yeah. can be tiresome. <laughs> And some people do it in two weeks. So I have this book that I haven't started yet, but it's a guy and his wife that hiked from Porto in Portugal to to Santiago and then through to the end or all the way to Santiago. And and they did it in a month and they took their time and they stayed at hotels and oh. they didn't get any blisters <laughs> and, and they're in their 60s. They say that it depends on, on how you want to do it. There's different ways. Mm. And then there's a through hike in Scotland that mm. sounds gorgeous. And then there's a through hike in Italy. So there's a lot of, I'm sure they're all over the world. Yeah. I mean, and there, there are quite a few in Nepal also, but I only did, but that's a loop. Before I headed for South America, I knew that I was quitting my job, but I didn't know for the longest time how I was going to use my time in the, the gap that I was taking. So I had many ideas during those months. One of the idea was I wanted to do one big hike in every continent, like a massive hike. But I never got around to doing it because I realized going to every continent would be quite expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. But you can still, you have your whole life. You can still do it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. The good thing is in travel, there are no wrongs. You can choose to do anything and it would still be amazing. Yes. And what would you tell other people that want to live a nomadic lifestyle, but they're too afraid or they're too worried about money or, or they have naysayers or whatever? Naysayers, of course, I've totally been bothered thinking about it because not very many people have lived this life. Everybody has, they have their reservations, they're afraid. They like to project their own fears on other people. Nobody knows what are you capable of. What about, oh, I'm afraid or I have no money or those kind of fears. When you are afraid, I feel everybody begins with some set of fears that they overcome actually during their travels. Like when I started traveling, I was really naive. I didn't even speak any Spanish. But I learned on the road. So you you do learn ways to overcome your fear. That's one of the great things about travel. So regarding money, I recommend people to save money, save enough money for whatever journey you have in mind. At least save for a couple of months if you foresee how much money you would require. Because I uh, was traveling only on my savings. And the first couple of months was great. However, then my savings started dipping. I remember traveling slightly stressed like any additional fee would stress me out and that's not a great way to travel so I think you should have enough buffer that you can absorb these surprise costs 
without worrying too much i i recommend people to have enough savings that they can pay for the activities that they are interested in and not have to worry even if you are hitchhiking i feel you should still have enough money that if you had to take a you know bus or a flight you could do that yeah now that makes sense that's what i recommend and yeah. uh, if you can c- create an income stream that generates money while you some people have met have uh, apartments they give out on rent some people have created other businesses that someone else is taking care of in their own home country so these things if you can create such income streams nothing like it but if you can't then save enough money totally yes and then okay is there anything else that i haven't asked you that you want to talk about maybe something around indian female travelers because there are not that many especially in south america i met zero other indian travel and i because through my blog i get a lot of questions regarding your indians interested in going to south america there were women also who asked me questions but no nobody ended up doing that trip whereas guys did backpack in south america for many months but women not so much uh, of course they probably are other indian women who did the same thing but i don't know of them Mm-hmm. And so what would you tell the the Indian women who want to do it? What do you tell them? I am all supportive. I nothing would make me happier than seeing an guiding an Indian woman do the same thing because honestly it has permanently changed me that one year in Latin America. I'm not saying do the exact same thing, go to Latin America, spend a year, but taking time off and ex- different from our own culture. I think that's something that I recommend everyone to experience and especially Indian women because Indian women our our culture largely is still quite conservative as in we are expected to get married expected to have children I have quite difficult relationship with my parents at the moment because I'm 33 I don't want to have children I am not getting married I'm not even dating anyone that upsets them and i'm sure it would be the case for many indian women in our country and i got this trend i was not this person before i went to south america i was very much the person who wanted to have two children who wanted to get married year or two time after completing my masters so this strength and this awareness that i do have choices has come from the time off that i took and went to the other side of the world and experienced culture that is so on the opposite spectrum of our own culture where i saw other women i met teen moms i met single mothers i met a woman um, who were dating freely i am not saying any of these decisions are better than the deci- decisions that we are taking but it's it's so empowering to know that we have a choice if you want to have a different life you have to take a stand for it yeah Yeah and even if you know everybody around you is not encouraging right not encouraging if even if everyone around you is following the same path getting married by 30 having children by 35 whatever those milestones are even if every single person around you is following that set path it doesn't mean it is the right path for you yeah that is true i like mm-hmm. that it's hard to forge your own path it is very hard it's going to be harder for the first generation who does that i'm sure if my niece any of my niece wanted to follow the same path it wouldn't be as difficult for them as it is for me i'm aware of that but, but it is so gratifying it's so and i feel so empowered i feel very confident in my life i feel i know what i'm doing and i can take a stand for myself and one of the reasons i was saying that i would especially like indian women to do that is i feel 
I've seen while traveling how traveling is so different for was so different for me compared to say a friend from Europe. Mm-hmm. Like a female from Europe was getting a call from her family who were so proud that she was traveling by herself. And yet here I was, my parents were not even talking to me because they were upset that I was not coming back to India and not getting married. Wow. So our challenges are very different. And I'd like more Indian women to realize that we do have choices. Yeah. Do you have a sis- sisters or brothers? I have three siblings. Uh, both my elder siblings are married and they each have two kids. They did follow the path that we are expected to follow. They both got married before turning 30. So my parents are quite upset with me right now. <laughs> but they, but at least they have that. It would be worse if you were the only child. I completely agree. In fact, I tell them that I'm a, I'm a bonus kid because people should not have so many children. <laughs> so I should be allowed to do whatever I want. And also they did get that satisfaction of seeing their kids getting married, having grandchildren. They have four grandkids now. So they have experienced all that. The mindset is quite different here. They see me as the last responsibility, which is very weird, difficult for me to understand. Yeah. Because I don't live with them. Yeah. And it comes down. The bottom line is we can't control what other people think or do. My yeah. my parents, my mom, I don't talk to my dad, but my mom does not encourage me and is not supportive of my choices to travel either. Oh. So oh. that's so surprising for me to hear because you're, you're older than me. And shouldn't your parents by now understand that you know what you're doing in life? You'd think, but they ne- I don't know if it ever changes. She wants certain things for me and she wants me to do a bunch of things that, that I'm never going to do. Yeah, it's been very difficult. I completely get that. It's sad also, right? Because you expect your parents to stand by you no matter what. They're supposed to love you the most in the world. So at times it does bother me. In the beginning, it used to bother me a lot. I remember while traveling, I'd be really happy. And then suddenly I would start feeling very sad that yeah, my parents are not on this journey with me. But yeah. now I've made my peace with it. Yeah, we have to. The way yeah. that I decided to handle it is I'm not telling her, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Okay. But (laughs) it's crazy, crazy, but most of my trips that I've taken solo, I just never told her that I was going anywhere because she she can't handle it. She just has a meltdown and starts screaming and crying. And so I just don't. Yeah. So I'm just not telling her. Wow. That is. That's a difficult. <laughs> it's weird, but I have a sister who's very supportive, and my sister is also a traveler. Okay. So, oh, wow. I, yeah. So, <laughs> so at least I have that. Yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah, my younger brother is also quite supportive. That's good. Yeah, so he likes to know what I'm doing, but I don't. I don't keep in touch a lot with my siblings or my parents because we were having going through a difficult time for a very long time. And now also we are not like friendly. So yeah, I realized while traveling that nobody in the world knows where am I. There were periods where my family would not have known which country I was in. Wow. Yeah. 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 But you have friends that like, I I feel like at least if somebody knows it might, it's not Mm -hmm. my family, but it'll be my chosen family. Like my friends, like at least somebody will know where I am at all times. Hmm. I don't have that at times. <laughs> you could have, you could set something yeah. with another traveler 
you know, I have a traveler friend that just to check in, I used to have this fear that I would die Mm -hmm. because I live alone. So I would have this fear that I would die in my house. Nobody would know. And then my Mm -hmm. dog would eat my face. And because a horrid (laughs) imagination. I know. And you know what? I didn't think of that myself. My best friend, he's the one who put that in my head. But yeah, so I used to have a friend that I would check in with every single day to say, Mm -hmm. I'm alive. My dog's not eating Uh me. Everything's fine. But I don't have that now. So Hmm. yeah. Yeah. That was a thought that when I got marked in Colombia, that was one of the thoughts because I could have easily been killed that day. They had machetes and my finger did have a cut. And when I saw the cut, my my thoughts were, oh my God, this could easily have been my throat because the machete was next to my throat. They were pointing it to me. So that feeling was vivid that this could very easily have been my last day yeah and then I was start thinking yeah so I could have died and it would have taken weeks for people to realize that okay she's dead it would have been very difficult because further difficult because nobody knew what country I was in some friends from the road knew but I think eventually no it would have been difficult to put two and two together for people but then I realized I can't change how I live I really like how I live and when you're dead, you're dead. Does it really uh-huh. matter if people get to know that exact same day that you have died or they get to know a few weeks later? I realize for me, it's not that important. I re- I know for some people it could be, but for me, it's not that important. Yeah, I actually understand that because you're dead. Exactly. I think yeah. the thing that I would worry about in your situation was if they t- if they took all your, yeah. your, your passport and all your information, then how do the authorities identify your body. That's where my mind goes. I was talking to somebody else about ways to back up your information so that you have it mm-hmm. in, a, in a pocket, yeah. like a photocopy of okay. your passport or a photocopy of yeah. your ID, something yeah. like that, where somewhere else on your body you have Hmm. and I'm and I I am I don't know what the word gruesome I think in a really gruesome Hmm. terms so I have Hmm. in my wallet I have a Hmm. little like a little card that has all of Hmm. the people to call Hmm. in case okay in case I'm found dead okay and then I have it laminated in case it gets Hmm. splashed with my blood okay (laughs) no that's really that's actually interesting I met one guy who whenever he travels to a new country, he gets uh, a temporary tattoo with his name and date of birth. No, sorry, passport number and date of birth or name and date of birth. Essentially, these two are the only identifiers needed to, uh, yeah, in case you're found dead. Wow, that's actually a really good idea or a phone number. As yeah, well. that's a great idea. He didn't, he doesn't get the phone number, but he gets a date of birth and yeah, either passport number or his name. And in India, he had gotten it. He didn't get a temporary tattoo. He got henna. You know, Mehendi? Yeah, henna. Yeah. yeah henna. So he got, got that with henna on his feet. Smart. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a good idea too. Yeah, that is a good idea. Or you could have a, a permanent tattoo with your name oh. and your passport yeah. number or your name and like a, an emergency phone number. It wouldn't look very good, but you could hide it. Yeah, passport number can change. When I got my new passport is different now. The number is different. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, not maybe that's your passport number, but maybe your like your name and date of birth or something. I don't know. But then, other, then somebody could kill you and then they could take your identity. That's where my mind goes. 
<laughs> oh god wow you should be making crime shows <laughs> yeah i'm a writer i'm an author so i do write stuff oh, yeah. like that so that's why my mind goes oh. there yeah funny no, no so, i don't stress too much i really made my peace that okay i might not be identified if i die in a third country yeah yeah that's like you said if you're dead yeah and the likelihood of that happening is also very low yeah it is very low that's true that's the <laughs> point i like that that's true so what would you tell your 10 year old self uh or 12 year old self something if you could tell them something now about the future uh, it's difficult I think some of the things I would say would be one make better friends. I feel I didn't didn't really evaluate my relation relationships properly when I was in my 20s, especially early 20s. And what else would I say? I think save money and use it to travel. I started traveling quite late. Like my full-time travel started only when I was almost 29. My first international trip was when I was almost 28. so i would i think i would yeah let my younger self know to save money and start traveling outside india more often or earlier yeah but still full time travel at 29 i'm 55 and i'm starting full time travel uh, but i have yeah. but i did travel from a young age i did travel a lot okay. so yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I did. Yeah, essentially, full time travel. Of course, I mean, not everybody can do it. It's also a lot of things come into play when it when we talk about full time travel. So that's not the only thing that I would recommend. But just traveling in general, I would. Yeah, I could have started earlier. I was traveling in in India a lot. I didn't think too much about traveling to a very different culture, which actually adds a lot of value to a person's life and their thought process. So that's something that I would recommend. can't think of anything else right now in the end see life turned out fine so then a, a part of my bra- brain says you don't have to change anything because in the end it turned out well i'm happy with the person that i am today the person that i have become today happy with my life so in the end it was all good yeah and we can't change the past so yeah <laughs> i just, yeah. I, just I, i like that question because it gives people food for thought about even what you would do different today Oh yeah that is true what would you tell your 10 year old self Oh yeah somebody asked me this question a while back and I can't even remember what I said then but I would now I would say not to be as trusting and open and as forthright with okay. my, yeah with my life and my plans and mm. yeah, I would like hold things closer to my chest hold my cards and poke yeah. hold your cards closer to your chest yeah. yeah I don't share my plans with anyone but that's for different re- I don't know if our reasons are the same but I don't share my plans because they, I jinx my plans that way whenever I have shared my plans they never come true oh that's interesting yeah Yeah so I don't share my plans with anyone even with my travel plans I wouldn't share my plans with anyone unless say my flights are booked or or I'm already in the country mostly I prefer sharing it with people when I'm already in the country because I feel even with flights booked things have not turned out for me turned out okay wow that's so. interesting <laughs> yeah I like that I like that why not yeah. so where can people find you I'm on Instagram or my blog all of the handles are the same it's called the soul speaks and the soul is spelled s o l e okay great yeah and that's your email and yeah. what I'll do is I'll put links in the show notes I always like to ask people to say just to say it too yeah. so 
Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I know this was a, a challenge with the audio, but I think it worked out great. Yeah, I'm so glad it was lovely. I wanted to ask you about hitchhiking in South America because that sounds terrifying. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some of some of my friends were really mad and they they thought it was a death wish. I was hitchhiking mostly in Patagonia and Patagonia is a very safe region. People are familiar with the concept of hitchhiking. Yeah, so I think if you know the region, what can happen there, what is what kind of crimes are common there? Uh, then you take your chances and i met some of the nicest people while hitchhiking that's also how i learned a lot of spanish so i had great experience i also tried hitchhiking in some parts where uh, i think i on one route i started hitchhiking in colombia but i dropped the idea midway it was so weird and definitely not safe i dropped it midway and took a bus so i wouldn't recommend it anywhere i but i would strongly recommend it in areas like the patagonia mm-hmm. chilean and argentine argentinas so it's quite safe there and the region is so beautiful the way you experience a place through hitchhiking is so different from the way you would experience it while being in a bus or taking a flight yeah yeah, totally. I think a lot of people would say you are completely fearless. And I know it's not true, but I think that a lot of people fear, like I have a patient that wouldn't even go to Thailand by herself. She was too afraid. So, Oh my God, Thailand is such a beautiful country. Yeah. So she went with a tour group and it cost her, oh. she's really glad she did it. She has no regrets, but okay. it cost her like $10,000 to go for two weeks. Oh, wow. And to Thailand, my God. Yeah. And, and she doesn't have a lot of money. Huh? Sorry, go ahead. What'd you say? This would go a long way in Thailand if you were traveling by yourself. Yeah, exactly. And this is a woman that doesn't have very much money. So she had to save and save for two years to go to Thailand for two weeks. I do feel bad, but then... uh... I'm sure that's how she enjoyed her journey. Maybe yeah. by herself, she would not have enjoyed it at all because you're always, you know, anxious. Yeah, yeah not everybody's the same. Not everybody yeah. can do the that's same thing. That's true. Yeah, yeah no, and not everybody enjoys doing the same thing. Some, like I was speaking to my friends. I was staying with my friends here uh, for a long time. And the older people. So my one of my friends says traveling alone is seems like such a waste. And I understand where he's coming from. He is married to a wonderful lady and they both really enjoy each other's company. So they're like each other's best friends. Right. And so for him, traveling by himself is such a weird concept. Like, why would you want to do that when you can have fun with another person? <laughs> and I get that. He wouldn't enjoy traveling by himself. But right. for me, it works out great. I absolutely love traveling by myself. Yeah, me too. I, I hate like waking up in the morning and asking the other person, I want to no. do this. What do you want to do? And like, I want to do yeah. that. Fine. And then where do you want to eat and what do you want to eat uh, and constant. what's your budget like? Yeah. Exactly. For a little while, for it's like okay, yeah. a week here and there, it's fun. But yeah. Ugh, otherwise, I've traveled with boyfriends in the past yeah. and it's been actually, it hasn't been bad. I haven't had a bad experience at all yeah. traveling with boyfriends. Yeah. I've had a really good yeah. They've all been really, even my ex-husband, who was a pain in the ass, he was, <laughs> yeah, but he traveled really well together. We traveled for months. At oh, a time. Wow. Yeah. And it was like the best wow. we ever had. Yeah. But I've traveled alone a lot more and I prefer it. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. I had companionship. I had a guy friend join me to on my last trip in Thailand, which was just before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a two week trip and he joined me for four or five days in the beginning and then he left and I continued traveling by myself. And he was such a great travel partner. Like he wanted to do the exact same things. He wanted to stay at the places that I wanted to stay at. So it was good. There were things like he would eat meat and I'm a vegetarian. So there was, we were always looking at multiple places because he could eat anywhere. Thailand has such great street food. But as a vegetarian, it was complicated. But he was okay with that additional struggle. And I realized that's also fun. It's just like different sort of fun. And I would love to always have a healthy mix like this. Like that trip was great. Uh, he was, he joined me for four days. We had a great time. It was very different kind of travel. We rented a car and he left and I was back to backpacking. I stayed in hostels. I met nice, interesting people, mm-hmm. rented a scooter. Yeah. So I think with the right company, it's, it's nice. Yeah. But to find the right company is a challenge. Yeah, it is. It is a challenge. Now, really quickly, how is it traveling as a vegetarian, especially like in Colombia and Argentina, oh. where it's so meat oriented? Yes, it was. It was slightly difficult. I had to make some compromises. Like when I was in Bolivia, I decided things I like I was not eating very healthy. So I started eating eggs. But in India, I wouldn't eat eggs either. Mm-hmm. And most of the hostels give, they include breakfast and the breakfast is bread and eggs. Mm-hmm. So I was missing out on that as well. So I started eating eggs and most other times I was cooking my food. So it was fine because I would always get basic vegetables everywhere. Yeah. Like a zucchini, tomato, onion, and I would just make pasta. So that was fine. Yeah, that's how I managed. And I was saving money also that way. So I didn't mind it so much, but I felt couldn't experience local food. My fellow travelers could because most of the options outside. Yeah, I wonder about that. It's an additional challenge, but I think you, when you decide to turn a vegetarian, you're prepared for that challenge. Yeah. Right. So it didn't really particularly bother me. Just, yeah, just another thing to think about. <laughs> right. Yeah. And did you, do you like staying in hostels? Like personally, I love staying in hostels. In the beginning, I used to love staying in hostels because when I started traveling, hostels were still a fairly new concept in India. So for me, it was so movie, like you could stay in hostels, you could meet really interesting people in the dormitories. And uh, before I went to Brazil, I'd never stayed in a mixed dormitory. Mm-hmm. Like in India, there was, I think, only one hostel where I'd stayed. And there was a different girls dormitory, which was, a, it was very fairly new, that whole concept. Yeah. So I found it very exciting. But now I like to do a mix because I'm also someone who li- loves spending time by myself. Like I love reading, I love painting, things to, that an individual does by themselves. Yeah. So I like a mix of staying in dormitories and then staying by myself in a private room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes sense. I don't like the mix because the men snore and they snore really <laughs> They snore so loudly. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but I've met some really cool guys in my dormitory. Oh. So I have no complaints. <laughs> it offsets. You meet some snorers, but you also meet like really cool guys. So yeah. That's funny. Well, mm-hmm. and women can snore too. I Once I had a, that I is on a cruise and I had a roommate, I had not met her in before we went on the cruise and she snored louder oh. than any man I have ever met in my <laughs> I can sleep through a storm. So I've never oh, problematic. Yeah. great great uh, boon to have when you are budget traveling (laughs) yeah yeah I somebody like blinks their eyes and I wake up so I'm just like I'm the worst sleeper (laughs) ever yeah (sighs) in the morning 
and they start yapping when they are checking in mm-hmm. that's something that bothers me because that's when you're about to wake up but you could have slept a little longer had they not come in but yeah you right. make your peace with it yeah that's funny right yeah that's true i i know i have to let you go but i just want to say before i let you go that i highly recommend ch- traveling in china oh okay Yeah, I traveled by myself. Well, I was with a group of people for my master's degree, mm-hmm. but then I also traveled by myself in China and I found the number one the hostels were phenomenal. They were just oh, wow. amazing and for your own yeah. private room at the time this was 2009, it was super cheap, but the okay. dormitories were like $6 a night and then just the people, the Chinese people are so nice and the countryside is beautiful nice. the cities have a lot of smog and it's it's really mm-hmm. a lot of pollution but they're mm-hmm. really interesting and anyway i just i and the trains are great so i just mm-hmm. highly recommend china travel <laughs> i'd love to go to china but however I, from what i hear getting visa for china is a little complicated like uh-huh. they want to know your entire itinerary and i find that a little Uh, like it makes me a little uncomfortable yeah uh, because it's also a lot more work you have to yeah. go where you want to go and all of that you have to make your reservations in advance but i'd love to go to china i'd also love to go to japan yeah japan but that's so expensive but i really want to go there yeah. too <gasps> i know that's like on my top 10 for sure i don't know what all i i want to do continents i was also at some point thinking of uh, doing what i did in latin america in africa like taking a year and just traveling all of africa that's a good idea but yeah need to save a lot of money and now of course the pandemic is hit so yeah everything is out the window yeah for now but not forever yeah hopefully and, you know, the civilization doesn't end and when the pandemic started there wasn't a vaccine so you guys are yeah, a little bit ahead because now it's bad in india but at least even though you don't have enough doses at least it's available or it's going to be more available yeah, so that's true yeah. and now a lot of countries are coming into joining into help so i yes. feel there would be more vaccines yeah we can just hope for the best Yeah, and I think once other countries are more vaccinated, then of course there will be more vaccines available for other countries that aren't. That, yes. Yeah. So there's that. That's Yeah. That I mean, too. here like everybody I know is vaccinated. Uh, pretty much everybody I know, even the young people, they just opened it up for the young people yeah. recently. And okay. he, I was talking to my ex-boyfriend yesterday and he yeah. he's 30 Oh, he's 20 years younger than me so he's 35 and he's fully vaccinated oh wow yeah yeah us is 50% vaccinated which is great yeah yeah and i think that there's people that don't want to be vaccinated yeah and you access but then they won't be so then those vaccines yeah. will go to other countries and other people that do want to be vaccinated yeah. So, yeah i think as far as i remember you need 70% of the population to be vaccinated for herd immunity to kick yeah. in yeah so you're so close i know it <laughs> happens I, there's a lot of people that are, are anti-vax i'm actually not a pro-vax but i still got vaccinated for covid because okay yeah <laughs> a great know, choice too, it's too scary and i work in healthcare right now so i was like i have to do oh, it so, uh, yeah i'm, I'm an acupuncturist i'm an acupuncturist yeah but just for one good more active. month just one more month and then i'm done yay and you're quitting for good yep yep wow yeah. so you're sort of retiring 
Or yes. are you going to look for work? I'm going to keep writing. I write novels and oh, yeah, true. publish. So I'm going to keep doing that. And then I do the podcast, which is a lot of work, oh, but yeah. I don't make money from it. So yeah. Okay. But yeah. at some point, maybe it could. Yeah, I'm going to start a Patreon, but I don't want to ever do advertising. Yeah. I hate advertising. So. Yeah, I know. And it makes so less money. It's not worth it at all, I feel, unless you have a massive name right. in the industry. I feel it really hampers user experience and you're not even making that much money from it. So I, that, which is why I had taken off advertisements from my blog because I felt it's not worth it. Yeah. And really, I, I, as a user, find advertisements annoying. So I don't want my readers no. to go through it. I think it's different on a blog. Like I follow the professional hobo, Nora. She okay. does a ton of advertising on her blog and it doesn't bother oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. And she makes money. She, that's how she makes, she also does consulting, but she makes money from her advertising and it on a blog, it doesn't bother me because you can ignore it. Okay. You know? Yeah. But on a podcast, you can't. And do. then you can, I do fast forward, but, and then you can okay. also do, you can have affiliate links on your blog. Yeah. So, affiliate links is what I'm going to target. Yes. But I'm still focusing on a footfall at number. Once I reach that number, then I'm going to start working on affiliate links. Yeah, it's never too early to start affiliate links because you make a couple of bucks. It's it's more than you're making now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I use affiliate links and my blog has nobody and I still use them okay. and I'm not making a lot. I don't even actually know how much I'm making. A couple mm. cents here and there, it, it can add up. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, I did uh, uh, sign up for Amazon affiliate links yeah. like two years ago, I think, when I yeah. had much less traffic. And they have this policy that if within the first six months, you don't make a sale, then they deactivate your account. Uh, well, so, so yeah. you sign up and then you make, and then you make your own sale. You buy something yourself yeah. an affiliate link, or ask a friend. Like it's not that, yeah. much, you know, if your friend is going to buy that item, anyway, yeah. Yeah. use your affiliate link. It doesn't cost them any more money. That is true. Yeah, I don't know. It's just my idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do that next. I'm not going to wait for a sale to happen automatically. I'm very much going to, going to do that. Yeah, why not? preparing to do all why this. Not? Why not? All yeah. right, Manisha, it was so good to talk to you. Thank you so Same. much. I don't want to take up all your time. <laughs> Thank you so much for putting up with my poor internet connection. I'm so oh, sorry I out. forgot it about it. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. Have a good night. Thank you. You have a good day. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.